attendance sheets. I'm like, man, I cannot believe that last week, it was just last week that they canceled. I want you to know I had a horrible night because it was my 44th birthday and I thought I was going to spend it with you guys. Didn't get to do it. I did have fun. Reed, Cameron, and I, we blew the other people out of the water that we played catchphrase. We, I will not mention their names. No, I will. Uh, John, Cassie, and Shelby, we beat them. Um, we say we smoked them even though we only won three to two. So... <laughs> Yes, I, we still we still won beat you. We still we still beat you pretty bad, and uh, yes, that's right. So, uh, but but it was a little lonely because I really thought I was going to be able to be here for the something big, and you guys, big was just I was getting old, and it, <laughs> it was all this hype. I was just getting old. No, I'm joking. There's actually obviously we do have some big things for you. Um, going to talk tonight, um, really about what chosen youth ministries is even all about because. There's a lot of people that come in and go out of youth ministry and don't really understand what it's all about, what we do, what the point is, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that tonight. I want to discuss um, what it actually stands for. And uh, <clears throat> if you talk about what Chosen Youth Ministries is, obviously we, you hear probably, how many of the majority of you guys probably heard of it, it called CYM? Maybe you didn't even know that it stood for Chosen Youth Ministries. Might be just the fact that it's just been CYM to you. And uh, that name actually has a lot of meaning. And a lot of people maybe just didn't quite know what it is because they weren't here at the very beginning, didn't hear it. Uh, the other thing was really, really awesome. I've been really trying to think about what I wanted to say to you in this first part of the year. You know, we've been doing a little bit of reflection towards the end of the year, starting a new year and last year and you know, reflect over the last year and also, you know, see what our vision is going to be for this next year in ministry, what our plans are, what your plans are for you specifically, personally, who you are and where you're headed in your life. And we were going to do that this year. Well, it was really interesting because Cameron got a book given to him <clears throat> from Shelby and Daniel. I actually found this book at Starbucks and it was really awesome because it said CYM and what it said was choose your mission. And I'm like, that's perfect because I really truly believe that's what the vision is for this year for us is really what I want to do this year is really cast a vision of the idea that um, you specifically, each one of you out there, 
has something that you're supposed to do. It's not something that you're supposed to do. One of the things we've been telling you the last couple of weeks, it's not supposed to be, Christianity is not supposed to be a spectator sport. It's supposed to be someplace you get your hands dirty and uh, you work hard at it. And it's not something that you just sit back and have happen. It's going to take a lot of deliberate action on your part to really accomplish what you see to do. So um, actually this year I'm going to kind of continue to keep going back over the idea that this is your mission. Choose your mission. CYM is going to be about you specifically, what you're called to do. And uh, I found a quote, <clears throat> and it's, uh, I think it's just so valuable. <clears throat> the value we place on something is shown by what punishment or pain we are willing to go through for it. And I think every part of our life we could say that that's probably true. I think if you value something, um, you will go through quite a bit to accomplish it and to go through it. And hopefully, hopefully you'll understand that this isn't up here. This, this part of what we do up here isn't just necessarily for fellowship and fun. Hey, it's great. It's good to hang out. And yeah, we get to hear some fun music, get to play some games. But um, ultimately, the reason why we exist up here is to tell you about Jesus. I want to help you to make your life be successful, but I'm going to tell you the only way you're going to do it truthfully and get through it and be successful is if you base your life on Jesus Christ. So that's what we exist for. We don't apologize for it. say it to you many, many times. That's what you're going to hear here. If you come in and you expect us to talk about another way to get to heaven, it isn't going to happen here. You can only get that message. That's what we believe, <clears throat> and that's what we're going to tell you. So we truly believe, uh, as far as like what CYM stands for and what CYM exists here because is, is really because we value it. We think that there is such value in the message of Jesus Christ and salvation that that's why we want to tell you all about it, and that's why we're willing a lot of times in Christianity to go through a lot of punishment, a lot of pain, and a lot of struggle to tell you this message. Um, I want to ask you, though, because that may be not be your heart tonight. That may be not what you're thinking. Maybe Jesus right now in your life is your Christian, you know, your Christian, even if you say you're a Christian, is not really necessarily the biggest part of your life. But let me ask you, just in your daily life, what is it that you actually would fight tooth and nail for? If you had to fight to have something, what means so much to you that you would honestly fight for it? Throw me out some things. Your children. Well, obviously, we're parents. We're going to do that. All children. Good. What about you guys out there? What means that much to you that you would fight for it? Your friends? That's good. Family? That's good. Nobody's fighting for school? Nobody? <laughs> How about uh, any of you guys like really, really like have a sports team that you guys go crazy for? you like, I'd fight for them. Good. I'm glad. Not great. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I do think that we need those things in our life that we would honestly fight tooth and nail for it. You know, if we would passionately believe in something, <clears throat> if when it's first mentioned to us, if we hear this first thing, and we honestly, there's some part of inside of us that just leaps alive when someone mentions something. You know, I do think that we need those things. And I think that the problem is in life, there's a lot of people that just go through life and they kind of coast you know, they're just kind of flapping in the breeze. There's nothing that really stirs them up. There's nothing that really gets them excited. There's nothing that makes them just, you know, boundless with excitement at the idea of doing something. And uh, it's really kind of sad. But every now and then, you know, you'll meet these people. I'm sure you've come across them where you meet these people that you honestly just come in their presence and there's something different about them. 
There's just something a little different. You know, you can start to speak to them. They start talking about the things that they love. And when you're around them, you're like, whoa. Even if you're not really that excited, you're like, there's something inside you thinks, I can appreciate your excitement over that. You know, that you really love that that much is pretty cool. Even if you don't have a clue to understand it. I mean, have you ever heard, heard someone talk so much about like a, a scientific, you know, experiment or something like that or, you know, that they just are so excited about, they talk, and, you know, while they're talking, they're, they're talking a million miles per hour, and they're so excited they can hardly finish their thought, and they're t- telling you all these different things that are going to happen. And even if you don't have a clue, a lot of times it kind of draws you in because passion in itself draws us in to people. You know, those people that, um, in Christianity, I'm drawn to them, the people who are sold out, you know, that are driven that are unmovable, unstoppable for what they believe in the message of Christ. And I think that's contagious. If I look at what CYM, what I want CYM to be, I want us to be those contagious people that honestly we are so filled with passion that it goes before us and that people are drawn to that. You know, there's those people that don't take no for an answer because what they really believe in, you know, it, it means so much more than just a two-letter word N-O. You know, they don't take no for an answer when it comes time to what they believe. And they don't ever mess with, let anybody mess with the things that they believe in, the things that they love. Because really all that they can see is what they love. What is it that you love like that? I want you to think, you know, I've been telling you this last couple, end of the year, beginning of this year, think about your life. What is it that you love that much? Because I think that there's a whole lot of people that are just very, very blasé about life. There's nothing that they're excited about. I mean, I've talked to you guys, love you to death, but there's times like, how's it going? Eh. And they knew now. There's nothing exciting. Why? Find some excitement. Find something exciting. Um, I definitely feel very, you know, when John yelled out, he said that he feels for kids, that he would fight for them. I would fight for kids. I personally feel like I would fight for my family. I would definitely fight for my family no matter what. And I definitely feel that way for young people today. You know, I, I definitely believe that there is a, a younger generation that needs advocates. They need people who are going to fight for them and really um, let them know that they're worth so much and that they're valuable. And I, that's something that I really, truly will uh, always stand behind. Um, in CYM, there's been many things that we've done in the past that we've probably been a little bit misunderstood on. Um, I definitely think the world probably doesn't understand our passion, especially if they've ra- been raised in a church where uh, passion is not that normal. And so I think they probably think it's a little odd. Uh, they don't understand the passion when we will say that we won't be stopped, that our message is going to go forward. When we put a skull in the back of our sweatshirts that say, uh, you know, that... You know, basically, we're not going to be normal. That normal is unacceptable for us. Uh, they don't understand it. I don't think they understand the message that we really love Jesus that much and love others that much that um, basically our entire lives and our hearts aren't going to be stopped and we're not going to be put on hold for what we believe. And I think that that message is valuable. I don't think it's heard that much today. I think that that doesn't necessarily get spoken. But I really, really think that that's what we're supposed to be. That's what Jesus actually called us to be. I think it's just become, we've become, the church has become way more like the world. Um, I'm sure all of you guys, if you stop and think about uh, sports teams, if you can stop and think about those people that you will cheer for, 
we will cheer, we will stand, we'll jump high, we'll yell and scream for a sports, t- sports team. But then when it comes time to talk about our faith and Jesus Christ and the things that we say we believe in, a lot of times we're silent. And I think that's really unacceptable because I think God really tells us that we're supposed to be excited about what he's doing. You know, if you came here tonight and this is your first night, um, I definitely want to welcome you. I'm really happy that you're here. I really am. I mean, there's, you know, the thing is, it's always changing. The one thing about CYM that we do here, I mean, there's always, we try to switch it up a little bit. I mean, there's always consistent. We, we definitely believe in worshiping God. We definitely believe in showing love to others. Um, being here as a family and being there to appreciate you. And I want you to know if you came here tonight, you're welcome here, whether or not you come here tonight. If you don't see it for six months, you're welcome to come back in six months. You're always welcome here. You're never going to be treated like, hey, where you been? You know what? We're just happy that if you come back and you're honestly to hear about Jesus Christ. We want you to be here if you can. And uh, our hope is really that you would see CYM up here, not as a church, not just as a church setting, but truly as a place where you can come in and feel accepted and that you can feel loved and appreciated for whoever you are. And that honestly, we are going to give you um, worth that you matter that you matter to us. And I try to t- connect with people. I try to connect with people on a personal basis if I can. There's some of you guys that, I mean, literally for years, I think you avoid me. <laughs> and there's some other ones that I immediately get to see all the time. You know, and I think when people first come in, they don't understand some maybe times when we are, we hug. I believe that Jesus hugged people. I think Jesus was pretty much in people's face and gave attention and showed appreciation for them. I don't think he kept people at arm's length. And I really don't think that's how I'd want to do ministry if I had to. I don't want it to be. I mean, a lot of times when I first meet people, I'll shake your hand. I don't want to, like, come on too strong and freak you out. But after a while, some of the boys that are 12, 13 years old, I'm like, I'm going to hug you, just get used to it. Because it's going to happen. And it, it comfortable at first, it's a little, it's like, you know what, after a while, you're going to deal with me. I'm going to give you a hug, and I'm going to tell you I love you, and that's it. So it's going to happen. But as I, our, really our hope is in CYM that you would really make yourself to be a part of this group and really feel like you're appreciated. And not everybody is going to get to do everything that they want to do all the time, but we really hope that you would stick it out and really just see and, and serve God. Challenge yourself in your faith. And um, hopefully you'd see that we really do truly care about you. I don't want it to be fake. I don't want it to be phony. Um, I think you can always see through that. And that's not what I want to be. Um, on June 3rd of uh, this year, I will be celebrating seven years of doing this ministry. Seven years of leading CYM. <clears throat> and I want to talk to you tonight about this. Because in these books, in these big, big binders that I have here, The first year or so, I didn't keep track because, truthfully, I didn't know what I was doing at all. (laughs) But um, ever since then, I kept attendance of every single person who's walked in and out of these doors. And I always tell people when they sign in, don't worry, I'm not going to contact you. And I can tell you what, I don't. I don't contact anybody. I don't call anybody up. I don't say, hey, where were you? We really appreciate it. I don't don't do ministry. I'm not going to track you down. It's your choice you want to be here or not. I don't think Jesus scrambled over to people and said, please come to my church. I don't think he did that. I think he thought, you know, your heart, if you're passionate, you're going to want to come. If you don't, that's your choice. So I really don't do that. 
But, you know, there's all these different people who's walked in and out of these, this, this youth ministry. I mean, my goodness, it is going back for a long time. I think, honestly, I kept, started keeping track in 04. And uh, there's a lot of people that have walked in and out of these doors. It's amazing when you think about that. People will say every now and then that's been here, it's like, do you still have my, my sheet when I came? And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm sure it's there. <laughs> you can find it. I'm not going to dig through it. But uh, you know what? It's, it's there. But the thing is, you know what? It's going to be seven years of doing this. And uh, all those different people who are in this binders have either walked in and walked out. Maybe walked in, stayed a while. Some walked out. Others who've come in and really became part of it and really started living life with us. And uh, then some of them who've really gone on to become leaders and, and uh, helpers and, and do stuff like that. And then there's others who've actually uh, grown up and have had to move on because of age and also because of the fact that really there's uh, college, there's military life, there's all the different things that they have to go on to. So, I mean, if you think seven years, I mean, it's an it's a interesting thing because, I mean, most of the people that I started to talk to that are moving on now really were 12, 13 years old and have become adults and have to move on. Sadly, I know of at least one person who had signed in this and visited us on a Wednesday night and about two years later, I know, was killed in a car accident at 16 years old. That breaks my heart. Because I see people that walk in and see people that walk out all the time. And I've had people walk in my office and they'll talk about the fact of like what we do at CYM. And I've had people that are involved in youth ministry and, and stuff like that and say, wow, all those people have walked in your, that, that's all visitors that have come to your youth ministry? Wow, that's amazing. And I just look at it and think, wow, that's sad. That's what I see. I really truly do. I look at it and think, wow, we average about 50 to 60 kids on a Wednesday night. You can see here, honestly, how many people have walked in and out these doors that aren't here anymore. Yeah, I think it's good that they're willing to come. But I think, what, what is it with this generation, or what is it that we've done, or what's happened that they don't feel it's worthy to follow after Jesus Christ? So I kind of look at it as, you know, the thing is, I, I don't say failure, but I do say very sad. And I think maybe that is a pastor's heart. Maybe that is something that you have when you become a pastor. You know, I, I always say when we have an event, it's not a lot of times the people that I look at and think, wow, this is great, look who's here. I can tell you a lot of times I look out and say, look who's not here. And I think because of the fact that you really truly want people to belong and you really truly want people to be part of your life and you hunger for that. Um, my point really in saying this to you is that our vision and what we see what we are, what our vision casting, it really says about what CYM stands for, what we really are all about on the inside. And uh, to all of you that really just visit tonight, you might look at it and say, well, this is just another youth group. It's just another youth group. And we actually really try to stray away from that idea of a youth group because I can tell you what the majority of most adults think goes on up here. They truly do believe that we're up here and all we do is play games and that we have pizza parties. They also think that I just teach you whatever I want to teach you, and they don't realize that I actually write a single, I, I write my own message every single week for you. And I do not 
take it lightly. I take what I do as a very serious thing because I really do think that I have to stand before God someday and I have to stand before him and I have to say what I said to you because ultimately a leader, a teacher is going to have to answer to God even more than an average person because you have such influence over telling people either the truth or you could lie to them and lead them astray. So a lot of people don't really understand. They might, you might think it's a youth group, but I want you to know that this is a group of followers of Jesus Christ. This is a group of people who really do love Jesus Christ. And it's not just um, something that they say. I can tell you that I, I know a lot of these people that are here, and I know that it's not just something that they're saying, but something that they live and something that they believe with all their heart. And uh, I wouldn't let them to be up here, and I wouldn't let them to be here to lead you if they didn't feel that way. And I, I take that very, very serious. That's on the inside. This is what I see. Now, understand, this is what I'm talking about with vision and what you see tonight. I don't know what you're seeing. And sometimes we can have tunnel vision. We, we a lot of times, will do this self-reflection when we're talking in leadership. We'll say, what is it that we really, who are we really? Are we really who we say we are? Are we as... Are we as friendly as we say we are? Are we as kind? Are we as gentle? Are we as friendly? Are we as safe? Because we, we talk all the time. If you're here, you're going to hear that this is a safe zone. I always say that there is no possible way I'm going to let anybody come in here and treat anybody with disrespect or hurtfulness. They're not going to be, say, cruel, ignorant things to people. They're not going to call someone a name. They're not going to whisper and make people feel left out. If I see it, you're going to get called on it because if you cannot be nice in church, where can you be nice? I just don't go for that. I have a very, very sensitive personality where, you know what, if I watch someone being hurt, it breaks my heart. And I just think, I can't, I can't watch that. I can't watch it and think that that's acceptable for me. And I won't, I won't allow it to, to take place. But um, our vision, who we are, who we say we are, is very important. And what we see us to be is very important to ultimately what we really, truly will be becoming in the future. Uh, Proverbs 29, 18 in the message says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are the most blessed. So the thing is, if you have um, distorted vision, if you can't see clearly, if you really don't see what things really are, if you can't see anything clearly right now, it is going to affect your whole entire life. Where you go, what you do, how you act, how you react in your life is going to make a difference. And I want to talk to you tonight about what this ministry is and, and really why it exists, but what it's, you know, what I'd really like us to be best at, you know, what, what is it we should stand for, and why it's so important. The thing is with vision, if I don't give you what vision, if I don't cast a vision, if I don't tell you what vision is, the thing is all you're going to become is, is really just confused and scattered and unfocused, and you're going to be very distracted all the time in life. And uh, vision is important because it really does give us a goal to where you're going to end up ultimately. You know, I've taught you in different messages. What's your end game? Think through. Where is your life headed? What's your point? What, when you do something, what do you expect out of this? Where is it ultimately going to lead you? You know, you're, you're, never, you're, you're never supposed to just do something and just see where things ha what things happen out of it. You're supposed to think through some steps in your life. And I'm sure your parents have told you that. Don't you think? Don't you think? The other last week, my daughter is 24 years old. Before we walked to the door, I said, think through your day. What do you got planned the whole day? Would you make sure you have everything? You know, I'm OCD. 
I'm going to have everything. It's just me. I, I, it's just the way I am. Ultimately, I have to realize not everybody's going to be like me. I mean, they're not going to think through their day. They're not going to say, okay, I need my tennis shoes now. I need to, you know, I, I'm obsessive, and uh, that's no doubt. But, you know, the thing is, I'll tell her, you know, even now, just think through your day. What are you going to need, you know? I'm a very practical person, and I drive impractical people very much crazy. But CYM's vision, like I said, stands for Chosen Youth Ministries. A long time ago, this ministry was actually named by a woman named um, Jennifer Ruggiero, young young lady. And what she actually named this ministry from was um, the scripture verse, 1 Peter 2.9. And in the message, it actually is so perfect. And it's something I want you to grasp what CYM stands for. It says, but you are ones that chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference that he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. That is the, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of why we're here. It really is the fact that, honestly, you yourselves, each one of you that are here, that truly want to follow after Christ, is called to do that job. And uh, the thing is, with this scripture verse, and what this name stood for, when I took over, it was like, do you want the name? And I was like, yeah, I want the name to stay because I really felt like it was, the, it was right on, spot on. It was like I didn't feel like I needed to change the name because I thought, I do believe that this is it. It's chosen. You are chosen to do this job. And I really felt like it shouldn't change at all. And what's super interesting about it in the seven years that I've done this is I've had so many people come up to me and prophesy just out of the blue and say, you know what, I really truly believe that the people that are in your youth ministry are going to be the people that change this world. And you know what? It's been numerous times it's spoken to me over and over again, and I think to myself, I know that that's true. I think that's a God-given um, prophecy. I think that's completely from him. And I think that certain people are definitely called to do some great things for God. And hopefully you being here and really truly following after God and loving God can be that person that can do that. Um, to know who CYM is now, I think you have to know what we come from. I think, you know, the thing is, you need you got to know your roots. you got to know where you come from. And I'm going to tell you what CYM started out was, is in a little tiny room about to here, and this was it. One little white room with a drop ceiling, a white drop ceiling, and, and one little stereo playing with a couple seats in a row, and we had about eight, ten kids. And that's what it started with. You know what? <laughs> and uh, we just fell in love with Jesus Christ and wanting to do what we supposed to, we're supposed to do for him. And that's how it can grow. And that's how it can change. I really think that um, you also need to know who it is that labors all the time and works so hard for this ministry. And I think it's important for you to see those people. And uh, there are going to be some changes in this next coming year about how we're going to do ministry and how we're going to do things. Uh, The one thing with CYM that's been done in the past is we'd always had youth basically run it. It's always been run by the young people. I mean, as you can see, the only people who are older, I mean, we got young adults, but older are me and my husband. (laughs) You know, we're the only ones that are up here. I mean, everything else is pretty much run run by young people. So I really want to have the people who've been, um, first off, my leaders, and then also I want helpers to come up, if you could, and just kind of stand up here for me. And let's just, honestly, I want to give you some, Really just uh, a shout out because I think you guys deserve a lot of, you know, uh, appreciation for all the years, you know. Um, We've had those people that have been there from the start. You know, we have Shelby and and we have Cameron and uh, Cassie and Russell and Gina and Kate and Nicole and Emma and Amy and 
you know, you have our, our adult helpers. We have Kristen, Sal, you know, um, I'm trying to see everybody who's here, you know, that, that helps. You know, the people that come in, Mike, Mike started helping. Come up, Mike. Let them see who you are. You know, Prince, come on up. You know, John, definitely, you need to come forward. Yes, you're the helper. Um, Alice helps, yes. Yes, yeah, Nate in the back. <laughs> he helps, he does worship. You know, the thing is, what I want you to understand is this isn't somebody who's just putting on a show for you. It's not one person doing this. It's the whole thing is the reason why it's done, the reason why it's a success, the reason why it works is because you have this many people that love what they're doing. Kevin, Kevin's been working so hard, and he's going he's gonna to start doing some more for us and helping us out. And You know, the thing is, more and more people are going to be brought on, you know, and we're going to continue letting the youth ministry be run by young people with vision and that can do these things, you know. And I just really want you to see those people that work hard because it's not just one or so person. I couldn't do everything that needs to be done. For one thing, I couldn't sing anything for the life of me, and I can't play any instruments, so that's not happening. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, it's a collaboration of people that really, truly love Jesus Christ. And so, I mean, I just really do appreciate, and if you guys have been here and you see how what gets done, thank some of these people that work hard. Thank them, because you know what I'm going to tell you? There's a lot of dedication, a lot of devotion that goes into things. You know what? When we make a, a graphic, when we do videos, when we do anything that we've done, Change Wars videos, tons of time. Palooza, mass quantities of time. You know, all those different things that we've done in the past, it's been because there's so many people that are working so hard and giving so much. So, Kevin, you can come up right now, you know. And so could, I mean, I, I'm hoping Liz can work things out coming up pretty quick and, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get more and more people that are going to be able to give to you and, and help out and do ministry for you. So um, I really do want to appreciate everybody that's here and you know not everybody's going to stick around because the problem is people grow up <laughs> and unfortunately they have to move on there's other ministries and if you're not available or really familiar with the church the one thing about cym is cym takes place on wednesday night thursday night is steadfast college ministries and a lot of the people are already involved that help in cym are already involved they actually are in college and they help in the college ministries and also they're doing fusion which is uh the college um, ministry that's on um ivc uh, campus and small groups to tell people about Jesus Christ. So we've got a lot of people who are working hard, and, and, you know, we really, truly appreciate everything that they do, and they work hard. So thanks, guys, for everything you guys do. I really do appreciate it. You know, the thing is, these people have vision. There's people that, that honestly have such God-given vision because there's things that I would like to do, and I may have, you know, an idea. But the thing is, whatever my idea is, what's great about having a team around you is they take it, 10 times as far as you would have ever taken it because honestly they know the things that are going to work and uh i just really truly appreciate everything and and uh the thing is that to have this vision you guys can have it too you guys can do everything that they're doing and you know the thing is god always calls someone specifically to do something in their generation you know there's a certain thing that he expects you specifically to do and you might sit there and think, well, who am I? What am I going to do? It, it, you literally could just talk to one person about Jesus Christ, and it could make all the difference in the world. It really could. I mean, there's people that I know I've read stories, and it said this woman one time. I'm reading the story about this woman, and you know what? She's a completely unknown. You would never know her name at all. 
got done listening to her and thinking, what a powerful, you know, testimony. Here, she's taught Sunday school is what she did. And everyone's like, what did she do? She didn't do anything. She's the person who led Billy Graham to Jesus Christ. And we know what Billy Graham went on to do. <laughs> Billy Graham has reached tons of people for Christ. You know, the thing is, we never know what we're going to do and how important it's going to be. We may think, you know, we may not be the greatest speaker. We may not be a person who's specifically going to go off and change things, but we could actually have an effect on one person that could be the person who changes the world. And I think that we have to understand that and get that, get that mindset, get that vision. And I think we have to be willing to fight for what we truly believe in, what we're passionate for, what we'd be willing to fight tooth and nail for and, and truly crawl through glass for. I, I, I told Cameron and Shelby today, we went out to lunch. I said, you know, I can tell you my God's honest heart there are very few people that, honestly, I can tell you, I love this group of kids. I love not just the ones here at CYM. I love kids your age. And truly, I, I've said before, I have a love-hate relationship with them because I absolutely love them with all my heart, but sometimes I'm so frustrated by some of the lack of respect and things that they say and the things that they do. And sometimes I'm like, oh. But you know what? I told them today when we were at lunch, I'm like, I can tell you right now, though, it's God-given. I just about jump in front of a, any one of them for a, with a bullet. I would. Because I absolutely love youth ministry that much. I love it. I love it. I see so much worth in everything you guys do. And you guys can't. I think the problem is I think that you are, a lot of times you're so told that you're so great in some areas of your life at school that you can go off and change the world as long as you plant a tree. Or, you know, like I say, drink tap water and not bottle water. But, you know, the thing is I think that you're called for a bigger purpose than that. Bigger, bigger than that. That's not it. I truly believe that if you can start to really grasp how much God loves you and you would let it change your life, you could have such an amazing opportunity to reach others for Christ the way you're supposed to, the way you're called to. And uh, that's really what I want you to get out of what CYM does. If I talk about what is our vision, what's your mission, I really hope that you could look at the people that are around you that you come in contact with every day. And I don't care if they're just your classmates, if there's someone, honestly, if they're just a neighbor, if there's an older person in your life, anything. Talk to them about what you believe, if you believe it. Now, I'm going to tell you, I know that if you don't believe it, if you don't believe Jesus Christ is the answer, you know, all this is for naught. <laughs> there's no point. I'm sure none of it meant anything to you, everything I said. But the thing is, I truly talk from the perspective that i'm hoping and praying that you guys grasp what it is that jesus has for you i do think that jesus is the answer i know jesus has been the answer for me and i truly th have seen my life change and people change in the seven years that i've been here and i've watched uh, people completely become different people and who they were when they first walked in the door you know there's a lot of people that um will tell you that this faith thing is all about just going to church on a Sunday. And I tell you all the time, it has nothing to do with what religion you're brought up in. It has nothing to do with what church you go to, what denomination. It's whether or not you truly love Jesus Christ and how you want to follow. Because there's a whole lot of people that sit there and say that they're followers of Christ and they don't do nothing. They've never got up and they've never moved an inch. That's not being a follower of Christ at all. It's not the way I want to follow. I really, really pray that if I can... Um, you know, the thing is, we're always supposed to be kind of like um, recreating, hoping that someone is going to come alongside us, that we can actually, like, have them become what they should be next to us. When we're, you know, in, in youth ministry, it's always trying to reproduce, you know, 
and more people to get the vision. That's what it's about. And the vision is what I really hope is that you get is that there's so much you specifically are called to do. I think CYM in the past has become very spectator. You sit down there and you watch what we do. And the thing is, it never was meant to be that. It never was meant to be something that you sit back and you watch happen. It's that you actually accomplish it and you do it yourself. That's what it's supposed to be. And uh, each one of us are called to do something. Hopefully there's someone that God has already put upon your heart that you're thinking, you know, I really you know, need to talk to them about God. But first off, let me explain to you, when we talk about what we believe, what we stand for, obviously chosen youth ministries, I've explained that. But the thing is what I don't know if you really understand is really even the message of salvation, what Jesus Christ is even about. You may have heard about Jesus just as a baby, you know, at Christmas time. We just got through that season. You know, or maybe you did see the passion. You know, maybe you saw the passion, you saw this, and you're like, okay, I saw this. I don't really understand all that was about. Or maybe you saw the Da Vinci Code and really truly believed. I can tell you after reading the Bible about seven times, um, not true what they said about Jesus Christ. Not true. Not true. There's nothing in there biblically at all about the fact that he was with Mary Magdalene. None of that's true. That's theory. That's what people's, one person's plant idea was. And I can tell you it is not in God's word. So the thing is, you know what, that might be your perception of what Jesus is. But I'm going to tell you what Jesus really is. I mean, obviously, we talked, to, you know, we said, what is John 3.16? What is John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. What am I talking about tonight with vision? The, the whole scripture that I said is that with, when people don't have vision, they perish. Do you understand vision is for you to grasp the idea that Jesus Christ came and not just died for who's up here preaching, but that he specifically died for you, you specifically. And I think that's what you need to grasp. You need to understand that. And I say all this because, you know what, it sounds so heavy, and you may have come at a night where it is going to be a little heavy. But the thing is, you know what, there are those times when you have those moments like Sunday morning when we got up and we came for Sunday school and we were talking and, you hear about um, the night before that there was a car accident, and here it's a guy that people knew, 18, 19 years old, that went underneath the semi and died instantly. You know, things happen. You have to get your life in order, and you have to make your things, your, your life straight. You have to figure out where, what is it that you believe in? What are you going to stand for in your life? You know, are you going to stand for what you believe? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that that's the answer? Because I'm going to tell you, the way the world is believing in Jesus Christ, you're not getting anywhere. There's a different way that you're supposed to be doing it. You're supposed to be following him with passion and not the way that the world does, sitting back thinking that they're going to make it. And uh, most of them probably won't. But obviously God specifically gave his son to die for each one of us. And when he died, you know, he was a little baby born, and, but he lived till 33 you know, no one ever stops to think about it. at Christmas time. We talk about this, this baby, but, you know, he grew up, he became a man, and obviously he willingly died. And uh, for each one of us, I know myself, it changed my life. I think that there's people that have come in here that I've watched come in here that maybe didn't believe that have become believers, and their lives have been changed. I don't think it's fake. I don't think it's phony. And if it was fake and phony, I wouldn't last seven years here at all. I wouldn't have stayed. But, you know, I, I really want you to have an opportunity to understand that it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. 
It doesn't matter really the choices that you made. I want you to understand that God willingly did this because he specifically loves you. And uh, he thinks you're worthy. And that's really, truly what I want you to get tonight. If you have never, ever accepted Jesus as your Savior, I really urge you that this is a year that you can actually do something different. Actually start to work on that part of your life and start making it a priority. Because everyone thinks they have all the time in the world and they don't. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next minute. God's word says our life is but a vapor. And it's going to be really, really quick. It's over. It's done. I'm sure these people that died never got up in that morning and stopped to think this was going to be the last day. You know, you may hope and pray that you're going to have a deathbed confession someday, that you're going to have an opportunity to sit there and say, do you accept or deny Christ? Because God's word actually says if you deny him, that he denies you. The thing is, there is a heaven and there is a hell. There is good and there is bad. It's your choice. I'm not saying you have to do it. It has to be your choice anyway. I think that everybody should never uh, make this decision lightly because I've seen so many people that walked in, made the decision, actually walked out the door and never meant a thing. Never meant one thing at all. I've seen people come up and cry, act like it meant something, and literally just turn their back on what they said that they did two seconds later after they did it. Um, I've seen people come up here and say, oh, you know, I kind of need to get my life in order. I, I do need to change. And and look very flip and act like they don't even matter. And you know what? They've been some of the most passionate people I've ever seen following after God. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your reaction. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter everything. God knows your heart. God knows what you're dealing with. He already knows whether or not he's already tried to speak to you on some of these things. I'm sure there's some people out there right now that honestly you've already been thinking through some of these things. What is life? What is it all about? What's the point? You know, what is this? You know, you live, you die. Where do you go? Those different things. I'm sure that you had moments where you got up in the middle of the night that you're afraid. I'm sure that death has plagued you, the thought of death, where you're going when it happens, because we all go through it. But I really want to give you an opportunity. We don't have much time. We've got about seven minutes left, but I'm going to have some of the people who are um, uh, people that pray at the altar, if I could have you come forward and be here. I want to give you an opportunity this first part of the year to come forward, if you have never, ever accepted Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to ask that you really think about it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Think about where you're at in your life. Do you need to make changes? Are you making very poor decisions? Do you need help? You know, you can ask God to help you. And, uh, you know, also, too, if, you know, after a while, if first, wait and see if anybody needs salvation. I mean, you know, let people come up for that. But also, too, if you're going through something in your life right now, if there's something that's really, uh, things are tough, it could be financial, if you have family issues, if there's problems, you just need someone to pray with you, I'm going to tell you, God wants you to pray and ask for help. And that's how he answers your life, by praying to him. And uh, I'm just going to give some people up here, an oppor- you know, up here, and they'll give you an opportunity for some people to pray with you if you need it. And uh, I really do appreciate you coming tonight. I know this was a heavier message. And it might be a little bit deep for the first time that you come. But I really think that there's no point in always being fun and games and really just kind of miss out on what really I think God completely put upon my heart. And that is to tell you what I think should be told, which is there's answers to problems and there's also an answer for you to um, someday spend eternity in heaven and not end up in hell. And uh, I really do appreciate you coming. I'm hoping you can sit around and stay around for the theater. But... um, Let me pray real quick, and then we'll turn on the lights and 
Uh, if you guys just can stick around for a little bit while people are praying, and then we'll uh, tell you guys you can leave at 8.30. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We just thank you, Father, for everything, Lord God, that you have done here. I just pray, Father, that you would work on each person's heart and that you would help them, Lord, to know that you are real and that you're not something that's just uh, been talked about in churches and, and uh, people have thrown around your name uh, a lot of times in curses. And, uh, Lord, but you are a real God that loves and cares for each person. And I just pray, Father, that you would help them, Lord, to just grasp this. I just pray, Jesus, that you would help them, Lord, help their families. I just pray for protection. And, uh, Lord, that you would just guide them, Lord, help them to be sensitive to what you have for them. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you for everything you've done tonight. Lord, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.